Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm not vibing. I don't even know what this is. What is this, Jody Messina? Uh, No. (laughs) I thought, honestly, I thought it was a commercial for a grocery store. Come (laughs) on in and stop it. We got got pounds of meat on sale. Today only. (sighs) At your neighborhood, Coverdale's. (laughs) (laughs) That does sound like a grocery store, doesn't it? Coverdale's. Coverdale's. Or a hardware store or something. Colin Ray from the 90s, I Think About You. Is the guitar riff. Oh, okay. I think I actually know that song. <laughs> but when you don't have the vocals with the riff, there ain't a whole lot of songs I think you're going to recognize in country music. Nah. That was horrible. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Can't wait to hear what Troy has for a number two song of the day later on in this hour. Hey, it's hour two, the game after work. Banger. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, and David G. Uh, before we get to D, I want to give a shout out actually to, because uh, Troy actually wrote this story on the K-Man website earlier today. Shout out to Manhattan High Girls Golf. Shout out to them because they won the Salina South Invitational on Monday. Uh, And I'm just, of course, now just finding this out with Troy uh, writing the article. The team shot a 296 as a team. Their lowest score in 41 years. Jeez. Way to go. Smoked them. That is excellent. Smoked So congratulations them. to the Manhattan Girls Golf Team getting it done. Love that. In Salina. Shutting down the Cougars. <laughs> and whoever else was there. All right. Yeah, everybody got shut down. Guys, it's Wednesday. And you know what that means. AEW Dynamite tonight. And guys, it's a big show. It's AEW Grand Slam from Arthur Ashe Stadium in Flushing, NYC, just across the subway tracks from City Field, the home of the New York Mets. It's also where they filmed uh, the end scene for Men in Black. Oh, really? Where, like the alien is climbing these towers, getting in some ships. You see the, like, uh, it looks like the Universal Studios globe, but it's not really yeah. that globe. That's oh. where Arthur Ashe Stadium is. Very nice. I didn't know that. Uh, guys, tonight we got four title matches, including the World Championship on the line, MJF versus Samoa Joe. And we're also getting... Uh, Getting pretty close to the uh, the show in Kansas City. So go to awtix.com and go get your tickies. But that also means we're now joined by Derek Young from Case in a Line. DY, we had to move you to the second hour because of the Royals going a little bit long. And you said you were going to go grocery shopping. I'd like to open up by talking about your grocery store game plan. When you head in, do you got a list? 
Or you just kind of walk around the store and get whatever? No, I have a list. I just replenish what I am, what my typical, you know, allotment is. And if I don't have it, I go get it. And I write it down before I go in and I start at the produce section. Okay. So you, you basically, you're saying you eat the same stuff all the time. Oh yeah, but like you, it's like the essentials, right? You got to get a certain amount, certain your certain vegetables, your certain meats, and and you can cook different things with those things. But you have to get the the actual products are all the same, and you can make different stuff with those products. Okay, so with what you bought today, what's the menu for tonight? Yeah, I, I might just do the shrimp with the cocktail sauce, just because I don't want to cook. Um, tonight in general, but uh, I could do like a chicken stir fry type of thing. Uh, okay, but you're you're gonna do cold shrimp? Yeah, just the shrimp with the cocktail sauce. Yeah, my, my, my dad loves mm-hmm. cold shrimp with cocktail sauce. I would rather cook the shrimp. I like both. I don't know what I prefer. Um, I just don't mind this when I want to go to the lazy route. I like the move. You go to the store and buy a bunch of stuff and then go eat out. You know, <laughs> you order a pizza. You're like, ah, I don't feel like I used it. to do that too much. I go to <laughs> go to Taco Bell, but that was back uh, when they had the dining room open. It wasn't the crazy yeah. long line. I would always do that or five guys after uh, after the grocery store. But I, I, you know, I've never considered like shrimp a lazy meal. Like my lazy meal, we're just kind of different people, I guess. I'm making a sandwich. Yeah. Or something. That, that's That's my lunch lazy meal. Okay. Not necessarily dinner. What does how does DY make his sandwich? Well, it's more of like an Italian sub kind of thing. I use like salami, pepperoni, and cheese. Fancy. Interesting. Interesting. Fancy. This guy's a different. He plays by his own rules. He does man. He's all like that, 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 that Italian trio that you can get together, um, buy together in a the deli section of Dylan's. I I, I do that now. I can do like a. A deli ham or turkey, but I, I think I'd rather the deli Italian. D.Y., does Will Howard play Saturday? Wouldn't rule it out. I think the closer it gets to game time, the closer he might be. I really do. And I know that the consensus has been building just in general discussion that maybe it's Avery Johnson, just based on what we heard from the press conference, uh, what Chris Kleiman had to say. And other stuff. In the last time we saw Will Howard, he was having a hard time walking down the steps from the locker room for the postgame media availability. But this is no, no tear, no no breaks, no nothing like that. It is something that can heal with time, and we'll see if four or five days can do it. Uh, he was limited at practice, I believe, on Tuesday. Mm. Um, or, But I would not rule out a scenario where he starts to trend towards something else. So uh, I'm not, I, I will say I am not as, you know, certain or convinced as, as, you know, some of the media horde is at the moment that Avery Johnson's going to be the guy. Now I get the speculation just because Chris Kleiman tends to underplay things uh, when it comes to injury statuses. If, like if he says some guy's doubtful, then he's probably done, not going to play like he, like, what was it, three weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago? He called Jay Clifton doubtful, and he's not even playing this week. So I get that in the, like the standard operating procedure there. Um, but I, I really do think this is a scenario where it was the accurate description to call him questionable. 
It does worry me a little bit, though, because, you know, if he is able to go, like, how like you know how healthy is he? Is he still wobbled? Is he not running at 100%? And I'm like, if he's not 100% mobile and he, he still, you know, he is going to struggle if he is to scramble or run with the football, is it worth the risk? I'd ask you that question. Is it worth the risk? I get that. Now, we say risk. I don't know. He's not risking further injury with what he has. So I will say that there is not a risk of further injury. Now, is it a risk to Kansas State offense because he's not mobile enough? What I would say is if Kansas State needs to run with their quarterback, they're going to do it with Avery Johnson anyways, whether Will Howard's healthy or not. How different would you feel about this current situation if K-State does not have Avery Johnson? I would be more concerned, for sure, because you don't really have a an alternative to the quarterback run game if without Avery Johnson. So I would, I would be more concerned. Now I, there's an item of part of me too. That would be pretty concerned if Avery Johnson just has to be the guy in nature because talent's great. And I love, uh, you know, watching some of the most talented guys play, but inexperience can be taxing. It's not, there is a trade-off there, right? We, we saw that last week. I think the culprit of the defensive breakdowns that ultimately led to Missouri winning the game were a product of inexperience because you have four new guys in the secondary playing their first major college football game this year because the first two were Simo and Troy. So while one guy might be more talented, there is a toll to inexperience, and we're going to see that be an extended further to the linebacker unit because they're probably going to have to start a true freshman and inside linebacker. That's not to say a true freshman can't be good. They can. But one simple mistake, which is a pretty natural development for a true freshman, can be a turnover on the offensive side of the ball. And it could come at the wrong time. And on the defensive side of the ball, it could be a miscommunication that results in a touchdown. And we saw that multiple times last Saturday. And I hear your point on the current injury, but I'll be honest with you, it does worry me that you know if he doesn't have – the the one hundred percent running capability he would have if he needs to scramble or run and take off and go pick up a first down. I mean, I don't think he's going to have the giddy up to go get a ten yard gain when he needs a first down. But if he can't get away from a tackler, then gets rolled up on, or you know, just, I think there's more potential to be in more harm's way. Let's put it that way. If he's I not healthy, I get it, but I don't really need Will Howard if, personally because of the quarterback that he is, and I know he would like to be more mobile. But even before the season, I'm thinking I don't need Will Howard to run the football. I shouldn't. The reason why they kind of need the quarterback run game right now is because the traditional running game isn't working, meaning just handing off to DJ Giddens or just handing off to Treshawn Ward. You weren't getting enough production there. So when you get into the red zone or other places on the field and you need to run the ball, they needed to go to the quarterback run game because you get an extra blocker. That's the you know, the benefit of the quarterback run game, you get an extra blocker, you know, then you're not outnumbered by the defensive scheme. So for me, if you would have told me before this year, you need the quarterback run game. I don't think Will Howard's that answer, whether he's healthy or not. You brought up Treshawn Ward. Let me ask you about him because he's doubtful um, for Saturday. You know, I've, I've kind of been up and down on his season so far. I don't think we've, when it comes to the running ability, I don't know if we've seen Florida State Treshawn Ward yet. I'd like to see his vision 
a little bit better, maybe getting around the edge with some speed, try to beat a guy, be more uh, something he's willing to do and, and win those battles. But what have you thought about his game so far? Yeah, he's probably not. I don't think he is that burner that can do that. And in ways we've been spoiled by Juice Vaughn, and, and I'm willing to understand that at the same time. I did think we were going to get a better version of Trayshawn Ward. What I will say is it's, you know, switching teams, switching offenses is not always an easy transition. I think the best of Trayshawn Ward is still yet to come. Now, it might not come this weekend because he's banged up as well. But, I, you know, in speaking to people, I wouldn't say it's impossible for him to play this week either. Now, I'm not saying that it's a certainty that he will. I'm just not ruling out him or Will Howard like others are, uh, despite comments by head coach Chris Klein. And I don't, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that neither play. So we'll we'll see what it looks like the closer we get to Saturday. Still seventy about, you know, almost seventy two hours until kickoff. And it'll be an interesting item to follow. But like you, I don't know if underwhelmed is the right word for Trayshawn Ward or even disappointed, but. I think there's another gear there that we haven't seen. There absolutely is. And I'm not saying I've not been underwhelmed or anything like that. I just, I've seen him do some really great things. I liked him being used more in the passing game, but, you know, there's there's areas he could be better. There's no doubt about that. And I agree. I think we're going to see some better uh, Treshawn Warder when he's back and in, in, in ready to go. Um, let's see here. Actually, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and take our first break. We'll have DY when we come back. We'll get more on the offense plus linebackers. Secondary. I'm going to have D.Y. also make a prediction in Big 12 play this weekend. That's coming up next with Derek Young from KC Online here on The Game. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's hour two of the game. We continue with DY. Before we get back, actually, to DY, a couple of things on uh, K-State basketball. Uh, yesterday we saw a little, uh, it was at CatFan28, put a little sneak peek out there of some new K-State women's basketball uniforms. They are sick. Yeah. They are sick. They're gray. And some fans were, a lot of people are not a fan of the old grays that men's basketball used to wear. These are tight. So they're gray with purple down the sides and around the bottom of the shorts, around the leg. Script Wildcats on the front in purple, trimmed in white, then the white numerals. It is a great look. I can't remember K-State women's basketball having gray uniforms. They've had some gray on their white home uniforms uh, as of like this last year, last couple of years, but I've never really remembered full gray. That's awesome. For women's basketball. And then I uh, via David Gasson on TikTok, somebody shared it on Twitter that uh, it's Shark Week, so they're doing a, a ton of conditioning, a lot of outside stuff. And uh, one of the bigs is like they're Kurt Schilling. Bleeding through the white socks. Oh, no. But it wasn't around the ankles, on the toes, both feet. <sighs> We're back with Derek Young from Case in a Line. DY, have you ever worked out so hard that you bled? <laughs> no, but like Kurt Schilling, I can just put ketchup on the sock. That's right. He did fake that one, didn't he? Did he fake it? Yeah, he faked it. Troy, yeah. we need you. Man, that is a bitter call. 
<laughs> you you don't you don't think it was real? <laughs> totally. I think I think it was. I think we can easily disprove disprove it based on everything we know about Kirk Schilling. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, yeah. Well, there is that. I point. mean, yes, he is a a weird character, a but I've never heard the take that it was ketchup. Yeah. I yeah. I think Randy Johnson is even the one that blew the lid off of that. Oh, I'd never heard that. If that's real, I've never heard that. Um, which then gets me into the story. Randy Johnson has a ketchup story of his own. Friend of mine was actually uh, on a minor league team with him, and had to room with him. Dude would put put ketchup on his chest and eat his fries while just laying in bed. <laughs> that is an ultimate garbage move. Oh my god! And, and yet it fits Randy Johnson to a T. Perfect. Oh. He now does. Yeah, you saw Ken Griffey Jr. I think he was like doing photography for an MLS game that kind of went viral a few months ago. But Randy Johnson was the first one from that Seattle Mariners team that also dabbled in photography, doing photography for NFL games. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he's really good. That's what I heard. He's actually a, a fantastic photographer. Man, shout out to him. Remember when he shoved that, that pre- that, photographer? You remember that? That was no, awesome. I don't. When he first that, signed that, with New York. Seattle Mariners team is just loaded with photographers now. <laughs> I mean, next is going to be what, Edgar Martinez, Jay Buhner, Alex Rodriguez. Are, are they next? <laughs> Uh, I don't want to even get into what A-Rod's photos may be of. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, let's see here. Uh, where, where do we jump? I'm totally lost now. Where do we jump back in? Um, oh, I should ask you one more about Trayshawn Ward. Coach Kleiman said he got banged up and we, we saw it. I actually didn't see it. Maybe I'm blind or something. Do you know what happened with Trayshawn? It, it was funny that that was like the lone injury that nobody knew about. But Chris Kleiman in his press conference is like, you guys all saw it. It's like, well, nobody saw it. But apparently it was towards the end of the game. I don't mm. know. Yeah, I honestly no idea what uh, the, the, the injury is for Trayshawn Ward, but uh, hopefully he comes back soon. <laughs> Line back. Go ahead. Could, could, Coach Kleiman could have got away with that one. Like It was funny. He's just like, y'all saw it. I'm like, I don't know if anyone saw it. Maybe that's a way to bury a follow-up question. Like, well, what was the injury? Maybe somebody doesn't speak. I don't know what the – That would be slick. Oh, well, or, you saw or, it. Or he's distracting us from the Will Howard thing. He's like, by the way, there's – and watch Trayshawn Ward. There's nothing wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do know – and this is I, – I feel – everybody feels just terrible for Daniel Green. He's out for the year with a pec injury. Um, you know – Kleiman's going to investigate if there's a medical redshirt possibility, so maybe we don't close the door on a uh, Daniel Green K-State career. But you know what? You're the recruiting guy. Austin Romaine is going to get this opportunity, even if it is a brief opportunity to be a starter as a true freshman at the linebacker position. Well, you tell me what you think about Austin getting this opportunity. I mean, the, the he's got a lot on his plate now as a true freshman because middle linebacker is not – an ideal position to have a true freshman play, let alone start. Uh, this will be his f- fourth game, though. He, he's played in all three games thus far. And if you want the recruit profile from him, I never saw him in person, only saw the film, and seemed like a downhill football player with a lot of physicality. And he arrived in Manhattan pretty college-ready from a physical and size standpoint. So that part is not lacking. But just about every recruiting service had him as one of the worst commits in that in this true freshman class 
which is interesting. If you look at the like the best three or four commits in that class from a ranking perspective, they're all look like they're headed in the right direction already, with two of them obviously being Avery Johnson and Asa Newsom. But the bottom three or four, like the worst ones, have also kind of got off to a fast start as we don't expect Jack Fabris or Austin Romain to redshirt either. So it's interesting that the both the top and the bottom of the class is doing well, which probably is going to make it seem or it's probably going to unfold the way that the recruiting rankings would suggest, meaning the best Kansas State uh, recruiting class in quite a while, because all of them, a lot of them are having, you know, a considerable amount of progress already. But for Austin Romain, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, I don't think this time last year when he was already committed to Kansas State that we anticipated him starting any game as a true freshman. Now, some of it's coming out of necessity, but some of it's also coming out of him having, you know, arriving in the winter, so being here for spring ball, but also, you know, making enough development and progress throughout this offseason to put himself in a position to play considerable snaps because even without those injuries to Daniel Green and Jay Clifton, Austin Romain was in the rotation playing, Mm -hmm. you know, um, meaningful snaps in each of the first three games of the season. Oh, well, excuse me. I made a mistake on yesterday's show that I, I thought he was one of the better players in the recruiting class, but that's that's my bad. I guess I didn't pay close enough attention. Maybe it's just as him being talked about a whole bunch. So I, I wanted to get in like kind of a pick six preview of what we do on Power K Game Day. We make six predictions yeah. based on the spread. Well, because it's a seven o'clock kick, I mean, we're going to hit the air at three, and that's when Oklahoma State Iowa State kicks off. So let's get an early prediction. Iowa State, D.Y., in what might be the ugliest game in Big 12 history, is favored by four points. Yeah, four seems like a lot, but I do think Iowa State's going to win. So that's what I'll say. I'm not sure I would take Iowa State to cover, but I would pick Iowa State to win because they are the home team, and usually your weakest link plays better at home than on the road. So the Oklahoma State offense being on the road, you kind of wonder about them even further. And by far the best, the better defense between those two clubs is the one and eight. Yep. So I would take Iowa State, but four seems like a lot to cover. Um, just a little sneak peek in case you don't end up listening to the Three Mall podcast, or or, uh, or this might at least uh, entice you to listen to. One of Kurtz's questions to Cole and I this week was, your life is on the line, right? Your life is on the line. You have to pick an offense to go win you a game in the final drive of a game. Do you pick the Oklahoma State offense or the Iowa State offense? God. I can only respond with a awkward pause. Goodbye. You know, you, you, know, you know what the funny thing is? is like Kurtz asked that to Cole and I. And we literally did the same thing. There was an awkward pause. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a great question. And if I mean, I definitely in you know, and under further review, I definitely would have had a question, you know, somewhat like that, because um, mm-hmm. it's it's so easy to make fun of. Do you need a touchdown or can you kick a field goal? I just go win a game. Go score. Yeah, yeah I guess you got to score. So maybe it could be a field goal. My answer was Iowa State, and mm-hmm. Kurt said I kind of cheated because my justification for that. Now, I have a better one, or I have two justifications. The first one was, I think Iowa State is a better defense, so they can bail my offense <laughs> out. But my second one is, 
Iowa State is playing one bad quarterback, and Oklahoma State's playing three bad quarterbacks. Yeah. So I'll take the one with one bad one. I'm, but I might have to take, even though Iowa or uh, Iowa State had Iowa. That's a tough defense to score on. Score thirteen. Oklahoma State had Arizona State. They had a rally, but they also had a rally against Central Arkansas. All that stuff. I actually might go Oklahoma State. Really. I mean, there's probably not a good answer there. Well, so I, it, yeah. <laughs> it, well it, I would say Iowa State's Week 3 loss, Ohio, is a worse loss than losing to South Alabama, who's basically an equal last year to Troy. So, yeah, I would agree on the surface. But when you lose it 33-7, to is it really better? That's a work. I mean, that's I mean, I mean they we're, got destroyed, and at no top point in that game – did we think Oklahoma State was going mm, to win? Mm. I would just make sure all my affairs were in order first. I'd make yeah, sure to talk to my lawyer. If my life is on the line, <laughs> I think we know what the conclusion is going to be. That, that, I'm not picking an offense. I'm just writing out my will. I I might just have to roll the dice and go Oklahoma State and just pray that one of the three quarterbacks can go get a touchdown or two. I, I think, think for Iowa State, I'd be like – is the uh, the unknown like intriguing though? Like we know there's not a single quarterback that's going to help us for Oklahoma State, but we only know that only one's not going to help us for Iowa State. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll pick someone else over there because we don't know what they can't do yet. All right, Dy, uh, let's get uh, squeeze in if we can a little bit of recruiting. Anything we need to know on the football front? Man, it's still kind of a quiet time, mm-hmm. but I think we'll at least know where my, Michael Boganowski is going to play his college football before the end of the month. Um, that is his plan. That is his target date. Now, his target date has changed multiple times, of course, just like Grant Bricks. But I think he's going to visit Kansas on Saturday when they play BYU and then really go into decision-making mode at that point. You think KU is going to be strongly considered? I don't, but never rule out. What can happen on a visit? But I, I still think Kansas State or Oklahoma. Okay, uh, Dy, we can wrap it up with that because I got to get out the door. Thank you for your time, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. See you then, Derek Young from K State Online. I got a bounce. Going to go head over to Manhattan High School and talk with the head coach of the Indians, who have won sixteen in a row, a school record. Wow! And uh, we're going to get to know uh, Washburn Rule in this conversation. But when we come back, Troy. Takes over with a number two song of the day. I can't wait to hear this semi-forgettable banger next (laughs) on the game. Thirteen fifty. It's KMAN. It's uh, news. It's sports. Weather. What? What else do you want, man? Give me a break. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Hey, today is uh, Would You Rather. Would you rather clog the toilet at a job interview or the first date? <laughs> the important questions are being asked over on K-Rock, you know. My God. Yeah. Very important, not juvenile at all. It's a very important question. Um, I Yeah, exactly. I brought, <laughs> I, <sighs> we had some people on K-Rock say both. <laughs> uh, I'm not even sure what that... <laughs> Like, how does that, what? If you clog two toilets in one day, one on a job interview and one on a first date, you need to go to the doctor. Yeah, that's problematic. (laughs) 
if 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 you have clogged a toilet for more than four hours, <laughs> oh <Consultors>. yes, yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would have to go job interview. Yeah, first yeah, date. I mean, there's no, all. there's no coming back from that. The job interview, you go, hey, too late, you hired me. So, Oof. <laughs> on that note, we're back at it tomorrow. Oh my yeah. Have a good one, folks. The game back at it tomorrow afternoon at 4 here on K-Man. Peace.